Hey everyone, welcome to episode 182, Trauma Bonding. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Wow, I've said some really, really uplifting titles lately, haven't I? I mean, we went from emotional incest, we went through the three F's of fight, flight, or freeze, toddlers and tuxedos, and now we get to talk about trauma bonding. Woohoo! Fun stuff. But for me, this is really fun stuff to talk about because this is how we unlock the patterns and we create new patterns. And we don't just do the same old, same old because that's the way that was been taught to us because patterns are real, yo. They are super real because our unconscious little brain when we were younger didn't know any different. So our house could be trash, our father or mother could be an alcoholic and drink 10 beers a night. We didn't think that was wrong, we didn't know any different. We just knew that this was our four walls. And so trauma bonding is a really powerful way to understand a dynamic that might be happening in your life or has happened in your life before. And a lot of times in our most vulnerable relationships is where we go and recreate old trauma. You always hear me talk about how we're trying to heal old wounds in current time. That's pretty much what trauma bonding is. And we recreate these traumas in our life, in our friendships, in our sisterships, in our brotherships, with our spouse, with our kids. I see this happening a lot with kids because they're pretty much like very malleable and they just go with the flow. So if you show up as an angry mother or an angry father, they're like, okay, this is what I, this is all I got. They don't know any difference. So they're not really fighting back so much. So I see this happening the most in parent child relationships because the kids are just the easiest to go with the flow. Whereas with spouse and sisters and brothers and uncles and friendships, they have a little more pushback, actually a lot more pushback. So trauma bonding, the, Definition is a person is you sorry. Trauma bonding is when you're super loyal to a person who is super destructive. And it occurs because the cycle of abuse followed by intermittent love or reward that push pull. A lot of times we think that push pull is normal. If we didn't get a lot of consistent, unconditional love when we were younger, we think that that push pull and that Conditional love is normal, so then we go recreate it in our adult relationships. This treatment creates a powerful emotional bond that is very hard to break. People often don't even realize they're in a trauma bond, while others outside the relationship can clearly see its destructive patterns. You'll see this with your friends when they're in a relationship. You're like, "What are you doing?" Especially in the dating years, like in the in the upper teens and mid twenties, you're like, "What are you doing with him? What are you doing with her?" And what do I always say? They're stay together because something about that feels familiar. That dynamic is working for them. And there's seven stages of trauma bonding. And it always starts in the beginning. Super lots of serotonin, lots of dopamine with the love bombing. They just love on you. You feel like it's unconditional. It's love. It's flattery. It's presents. It's flowers. It's notes on your windshield. It's just so much appreciation for who you are to gain your affection. 
So then during the love bombing phase, the second, the second stage is where you create this trust and overly dependence on that love bombing. They will do everything and anything in your power to build that trust and devotion, so to speak, to make you depend on them heavily for love and validation. And it's a two-way street. We can love bomb other people too, and we can also do stage two where we just want them to trust and depend on us and don't ever leave me because that parent-child relationship is now being played out in our 20s. Isn't that wild? Because we got so much conditional or unconditional love when we're younger, that baton of love, and then we pass it off when we come in our 20s to our loved ones. We pass that baton to them and say, here, carry the torch, so to speak. Then over time, the criticism starts to trickle in. They might blame you for things. They might become more demanding. You might become more demanding. You might become more critical of him or her. And then the word we always talk about is the gaslighting. The gaslighting happens when things go your wrong. It's all your fault. And if you would just change, then things wouldn't be this way. And then we also do that to other people too. If they would just be different, then I wouldn't have to feel this way. I wouldn't have to act this way. We blame other people for our behavior. So it's like blaming our child for us having an emotional meltdown. That's where that toddlers and tuxedos and toddlers and... Tierra's comes in where our kids melt down and then our little girl or our little boy self comes out and then we start having a tantrum with them and then we start blaming the four-year-old. If you would just do X, Y, Z, then I wouldn't act so cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And a lot of times over all that gaslighting can happen, you start to not believe your own thoughts. You start to not believe your own needs. So then you start to become super compliant and just giving in, or they become super compliant and giving in. And that's where you see people losing themselves in other relationships. A lot of times we can feel lost in motherhood because we give all of our emotional responsibility to a five-year-old and they don't know what to do with it. So they flounder and flail. And then they kind of have it back to us and we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't have a sense of self without you. I need my sense of self to be fulfilled. I need you to fill me up, buttercup. And then they can't do it. And then we're just like, I'm just so lost in motherhood. I don't even know who I am. I don't even know where the little girl, or little boy is inside of me anymore. I'm giving all my emotional bandwidth to this child and they're just shooting it back at me. And then you become addicted to these highs and lows and you're actually bonding through the trauma because you're recreating something from your past. So your body is so used to that constant cortisol and craves the dopamine where it's the calm. So you have the cortisol, which is super high stress. And that's where you lose your mind and like flip out because the laundry wasn't moved to the chair. And then you crave the dopamine. That's that push pull. You're recreating it based on past relationships or past behavior. And that dynamic of that push pull feels so familiar And that's why it feels like an addiction almost. And we can't stop it. And that's why we lose our minds. We're like, why did I just lose my mind over something so little? I don't understand. And then you call me and I'm like, it has nothing to do with your child. It has nothing to do with your spouse. Because the trauma bonds are the bonds in adulthood that mimic the dynamics of your earliest bonds in childhood. Can we drop the mic right there? So like Dr. Shafali always says, I don't need to know about your childhood. I just need to know what's happening in your life now, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 20s. And that paints a picture for me of what life was like when you were seven years old, because you're just recreating in the cast of characters from when you were little, and you're just creating a new cast of characters on your stage with different faces and different names, but they're the same players. They're the same characters. They have the same pros and cons about them. And that's why we keep coming back or you'll see friends keep coming back. And you're like, why do they keep breaking up and getting back together? Why do they keep, because it feels almost like a drug and you just need another hit. 
And that emotional addiction is what makes you keep coming back or recreating it. Because with our kids, we can't leave our kids and they can't leave us. So then we come back where in our house, we call it shots fired. Like if someone makes a, a dig on someone like, Ooh, shocked fire, direct hit. Those shots fired, direct hit feels very familiar. And so if it's not happening or things are calm and they're copacetic and they're chill, we start to get nervous. And so we might create conflict or we might flip out over nothing because then it just kind of like, Oh yeah, that's right. We like that push pull. And that emotional addiction that we all have is so, so powerful. And our healthy part of our brain, the conscious part of our brain, knows that it's not right and we know it's dysfunctional, but we feel powerless to leave or change. And that's why so many people tell me, Kelly, I don't know what happened to me. I just saw red. I didn't even know who was talking anymore. What happened to me? Why did I lose my cool? And then you feel so guilty and shameful afterwards. That's a trauma bond. You're trying to recreate that trauma or that pain through your child or through your spouse, or through your mother-in-law, or through your mom, or through your dad. And that reenactment of trauma with your child over a sippy cup, it feels like, almost like you're creating a soulmate energy connection, and it feels good in the moment. The post-yelling shame that comes after is what so many people come to me for help for, because they don't know why they're losing their mind. And so then the trauma part of the brain, the unconscious part of the brain becomes so obsessively distracted with what this person is doing, what they're thinking, what they're acting like, what they're saying, what their feelings, what their looks, what their tone, because it's such a deep unconscious fear of abandonment. So that's when you feel like you're micromanaging your child, or you feel like you're micromanaging your spouse, or you feel like you're hovering in your helicopter mom. It just comes from so much fear of past trauma and trying to recreate that with our children. And they're just being children. They don't know any different. We're the ones with all the baggage. We're the ones with all the Samsonite luggage. So that's why consciousness goes across the board. Because when we're conscious about it, then we can kind of let the adult self come in. We don't have to recreate the trauma. A lot of times, if you're ever losing your mind over little things and you're yelling and yelling and yelling and you don't know why, like it's not that big of a deal in hindsight, it's a lot of times it's if you ever felt suppressed or quieted or the fight or flight little girl or little boy is being activated. So he or she is coming out to fight. He or she is coming out in the boxing ring. So the the ego, the unconscious part, the little girl, little boy, the toddler in the tuxedo, the toddler in the tiara feels like it's doing its job. So why are you getting mad at me that I'm doing my job? We did this when we were seven. This is how we roll people. We yell, we scream, we pout, we, whatever it was, what you did when you were seven, 12, 15 is what your adult self is going to do. And then we look at our adult self going, what is happening? I don't understand this, but what's happening is The younger self is coming out to fight these battles like we're 10 years old again. But that's why it's so healing to have the adult self come in and reparent ourselves in the way that we weren't parented when we were younger. So we can actually heal those old wounds and not have them have such a hold over us. We don't do it through our children. We do it separate from our children. And then we're two unique souls having experience together versus creating this trauma bond and recreating the patterns that didn't work for us then. So why would they work for us now? And when you can interact with your child as two separate souls and not have that enmesh codependency of fill me up, fill me up, fill me up, fill me up. Then you give your child their wings to grow and fly. And then you're like fanning the wings underneath them. And you're not clipping their wings because you're creating trauma bonds that worked when we were younger, because that's all we knew. 
But when we're older, our adult self comes in and it's that assertive pack leader energy and says, I got you, boo. We're going to do this, but we're going to do this a little bit differently. And I know it's scary, little girl, little girl, little boy, ego, little girl, ego. I know it's scary, but I got you and we're going to do this together. And that your child won't be so triggered and you're not so triggered. And in the end, you'll have more harmony in the home. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, Send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was. What was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening? I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.